You're listening to the Gate Charlotte Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm trying to think of what I want to talk about. I have so many things in my mind right now, and I have a half hour. I was going to talk about resurrection life today, and I still might talk about it a little bit. I got a really good sermon, (laughs) but I'm not sure if I'm going to get into it too much. I, uh, Holy Spirit, would you just give me some clarity, and would you just take us right where you want to take us this morning. There is a, there is a, something God is doing right now. I, I don't know if it's just at the gate, but I'm here so I can speak for the gate. Um, maybe it's happening broader than the gate. God is really, um, the, really pressing in right now. I don't know if you've noticed just a pattern of sermons that have been coming out about um, getting healthy, being healthy emotionally, being healthy spiritually. It's been something that we've been, I've noticed, just keeps coming up. It's also been something that hasn't been real present in the history of the church. We often feel like if just we get enough of God, you know, we even say, and I understand the heart behind it, so I certainly get it, more of you, less of me. Um, And that's a great prayer, you know, because the more of Jesus, the more, I don't know if it's theologically correct, but it's a great prayer to pray because the idea is, Lord, I just want to be more like you. Amen? And so, uh, you know, our heart is, is always to be more like the Lord. And, and they played this clip on social media this week from a sermon I preached a few weeks ago that, um, where I said a line. I said in this line, I said, um, we have the idea that time heals. But that's actually one of the greatest lies because time does not heal. Um, time, as I spoke previously, really just puts it far enough behind you that you forget it and you forget about what happened and it's not right in front of you anymore. But somewhere along the way, how many understand something will come up and it will poke that, that bear in your closet that you're like, whoa, you know, how many ever had that happen before? <laughs> how many of you, it caught you off guard and the people around you off guard? <laughs> how many of you ever have had moments like that more recent than I care to admit that, you know, you just... It came out of nowhere, and you realized, wow, that surprised me. Okay. <laughs> a few people. All of you have felt it. You're just denying it. <laughs> um, that's okay. I, it's really a question. I know the answer. I'm just trying to see if you'll see how bad some of you really are. <laughs> some of you are like, I'm not raising my hand to anything. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's this process of healing with the Lord, and... About six months ago, I began to feel the Lord was inviting the gate into a really unique place where it was going to be a, he was going to really pour out his presence and his power, but there was going to be a requirement to steward it. And I even began to share in our our weekly staff meetings and prayer, I have sounded like a broken record, but just this, we we have to make sure that our hearts are ready, that when God starts moving, that we can really steward what he wants to do. Historically, the church has done pretty bad of stewarding moves of God. I just, just read books. There's these books, God's Generals, which are phenomenal. I never want to, um, I really don't want to diminish what these different individuals did for the kingdom of God. I mean, 
Um, but at the same time, so many of them, the reality was is that they were doing this, the miraculous, and at home, their families were falling apart. Um, people that had healing, uh, healing anointings, and by the way, uh, this might sound bad, but anointing does not impress me. Your anointing does not impress me. You can come up here and you can lead a whole room through prayer and everyone in the room has a 100% rating of healing. That does not actually impress me at all. Because that is a gift. It represents the giver, not you. It's really, this is really important because people naturally, what we do is naturally, especially those of you that are gifted in signs, wonders, and miracles, maybe you carry an extra portion of that anointing in your life, I will watch people when they start getting unhealthy, they'll actually start moving more in their gifting. Because it's almost like, uh, <laughs> I used to have a guy that went to this church many years ago. He was an auditor for the IRS, but he audited really big corporations, like, like the biggest of the big. And, uh, like, he would go and they would set him up an office inside of the corporation for a year or two while he audited them. He, he was not the most popular guy. Um, and I asked him, I remember asking him, I said, how do they treat you? He said, they actually treat me really good. He said, and they'll pitch me. He said, they will always, like, throw me a bone of something they'd rather me catch them on than what they're really hiding. <laughs> he said, they'll, they'll take a, a smack on the hand before I'll come in and close their doors and put a sign on it. And I think for us, I've watched the same happen so often in the body of Christ, and I've even felt the attraction myself to do it at times where if things are not healthy in our heart, we can actually shift our focus to, well, let me just operate really strongly in my gift. Why? Because people will be impressed by the gift and think, wow, they must be really doing well. No, the giver's doing really well. And so I don't want to say that in a sense, you know, the perfect world would be that we steward, we're healthy, and we're stewarding what God's doing well, and we're moving in the gifts that God's given us. And that's what we're going after. But it's so easy for us to get into the pattern of coming and sitting in the presence of the Lord and and doing all these great things, and we walk away, and then people go back into the same pattern at home. And it, it really puts a time frame. It has a short expiration date on what God's doing. And so last week, I, I had this thought. I want to share. I'm, I'm pretty open if you haven't figured that out about me yet. I'm pretty, I, I really don't hide a whole lot, sometimes to my, <laughs> to my fault. And uh, I took some time off last week, and I, I was going to talk about it a little bit because I was just really, really just tired, you know? You ever gotten to the place where you're just, uh, you're like so weary, it's like you feel it in your soul. I can't explain it. It's not like the thing where I take a two-hour nap and I'm gold. It's the thing like I could sleep for, not depression, but it's a weariness that's just like you've just, (laughs) you look like you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) All the parents are like, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Especially with twins. (laughs) Um, but I, I had, you know, I, we'd had this amazing event with, uh, Chad Dedman and, and, uh, and he'd come through and it was just phenomenal. I mean, how many, like that rocked our world and I just, it rocked my world. I was just as blown away as you were with that event. And, and, uh, 
I, I was just so excited. And I could start feeling myself getting tired. By the way, I'm not going to like some of you feel uneasy. I'm not leading into like a failure or something. I, I, I'm just telling you my story. And some of you are like, oh boy, I've been here before. <laughs> He's leaving. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, this is called communication. <laughs> Vulnerability, the V word. <laughs> um, and so I could feel myself just getting really tired. And I, I have an ability to really go hard for a long time. It's just, I, I can and my mom always, like when I was little, she's like, he can just go and go and go and like juggle so much. And, um, and so I could feel myself getting really, really tired. And then I could feel the next month, my weariness, I could start feeling. So I have things in my life um, that are just, they're my, they're my check engine light. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Everybody needs those check engine light areas of your life. Like if you start talking to your spouse the way you shouldn't, you need to check things or your kids or whatever it might be. I'm not talking about a moment. All of us have moments where, oh, I blew it. But I'm talking about there's something not right. And I, I could just begin to feel like, that check engine light was on, and we had Bill Vanderbush come in. And, uh, and Bill came in, and I all of a sudden, I don't know, my, 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 uh, I felt the freedom to feel all my feelings. Sometimes it's easy for people that are leading all the time to shut them off and just keep going. And then what can happen is, is especially if you've fallen into a place of adrenal fatigue, if you live your life by continually doing something, you never actually let yourself feel how tired you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the pro at that. And, uh, and I, we're sitting in that room, and it was right before service, on the, and, and this, this lets you into the pastor's world sometimes. It was right before I walked on the stage. I was sitting in that room, and, and Bill was here, and he just looked at me and said, how you doing? And I just started crying. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, there's nothing wrong. I don't, I don't know why I'm crying. And I just started tearing up. And, and, uh, I, and then, you know, you get to walk out and open. <laughs> so, like, you know, you get to walk out and just, like, just stand out here. Just worship the Lord. <laughs> and uh, I, felt, I felt so weary in my spirit. And, I, and that was like, I was beginning to be aware of, of just my weariness. And uh, came out of nowhere. Like I was, when I was talking about earlier, I said, sometimes things just hit you out of nowhere. It was not some person that had really let me down. It was like, I just, it just, whoa. And uh, the Lord began to minister to me, even right here. I, I remember coming down and I got on my knees in that service. I don't remember what song they were singing. It was a really powerful moment. And I just... The Lord was really, like, preparing my heart. And uh, is this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you get. If you don't like it, you can't come to the picnic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you can come, but you can't have bacon. <laughs> We're going to have question and answer at the bacon line. What did he talk about? <laughs> Who was the guest speaker? <laughs> What song was, if you guess the song, you get extra points. Um, some of you are going to go watch the live stream from a few weeks ago. Um, and so uh, I, I just really encountered, the Lord was beginning to just do something in my heart. And um, that night we came back together and I can't, you ever sat in a room and you, 
you feel like you're in a fog the whole time. You don't even remember almost being there. That was, that was about how I felt a month ago. I just came and I sat and um, I just felt like I was in a fog. And it was like, <laughs> um, I just sat there and the service went on and, and I looked back and I was like, it was good. I'm sure it was good because Bill was here. But I'm like, I actually don't remember what you talked about. <laughs> and I just, just sat and just, just was in the presence of the Lord. And then that night, um, let's see, they stayed Monday. I'm trying to get my time frames right. We were at Monday, but we took him out to a meal, and we walked around Waxhaw, because Tracy must always walk around Waxhaw. And uh, Bill said, I would love to just get inside your head right now. I said, you're not invited. <laughs> I was like, not right now. I, I, you're, the invitation's not there. Um, and I could just feel, he could sense like something's off, you know, and... Um, this is so hard sometimes, for, especially for guys to talk about this. I think it's, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's not hard for ladies also, but I think guys sometimes we got to feel like we got it all together. And uh, I went and, you know, we had a meal and then Tiffany and others, I don't know who was involved, <laughs> my, they, they planned behind my back. And she said, we really feel like you need to go and just spend some time with and rest and spend some time with Randall and Trisha Frost and just be with some moms and dads in your life. And uh, it wasn't really an offer. <laughs> I joked with Rachel. I said, I feel like I got sent to my room. You know, it's like, because I went to the beach. But can I say, being an extroverted family guy, going to the beach by yourself is the most lonely thing in the world. And... Uh, and, but it was okay because that night the Lord gave me a dream. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with all this. I promise. That night I had a dream. And uh, it hit me. If God hadn't given me this dream, I would not have probably went. And uh, so as, as I had this dream. And the Lord speaks to me through dreams continually. The gate was born from an encounter I had in a dream. Like so much major moments in my life. It's always dreams. I have dreams in my pocket right now that I just had the past few nights that is some things that God's going to show us over the next few years. But I had this dream, and, and um, if I can share it with you, I think it would bless you. In this dream, I was going to a friend's house. And this friend, we used to go to this, they had a mountain house up in the mountains, such a beautiful home. They sold it. Uh, they never asked me. I was very let down. <laughs> they sold that home, didn't talk to me first. But uh, we would go sit in this, there's a mountain home on the top of a mountain, and you couldn't see anyone else around you. And uh, in my dream, I was going, I, I told Tiffany, I said, I want to go to this home in the mountains. I said, I feel like I need to rest, but I felt so guilty, like I was going to get caught. And I kept telling her, I said, you know, they've, they've, they said we can come here anytime we want, but I don't want them to know we're here. And so I, we get there, and I couldn't find any chairs. And so if you don't get dreams, some of this may not make sense to you. I'll try to pull it together really quick. So I got there, and I couldn't find any chairs. And so in, uh, in this dream, I was like, well, let's go to the neighbor's house, because I remember them saying they have chairs that we can put by the lake. So I went to the neighbor's house, and I grabbed these. I can never say it, but they're Adirondack. Is that the name? I got it. Did I finally get it? It's like the eighth time telling the story, and I've never said that word right. All right. I'm not going to try again. Put those chairs. And, and the lady came out, and she's like, what are you doing with my chairs? And I was like, 
uh, uh, they said that I could borrow your chairs. And she's like, well, we'll see about that. I'm going to call them. And I thought, oh, I'm caught. And so, anyways, friend took the chairs. I came back to the house, and I was, I was getting ready to go into the house, and I realized the owners of the home were there. I'm like, you ever have the, as a kid, you got caught, that feeling? Some of you, maybe not as a kid, more recently, I got caught. And I had this feeling like I've been busted, and I was so nervous. And so the guy comes outside, his name is Andy. I've only met him one time. And he walks outside, and he comes, and he says, John, it's so good to see you. He says, I have something for you. He, and he has this big box. I thought, all right. He's like, I meant to give it to you at Christmas, but I forgot to. I was like, sweet. So I ripped this box open, and inside of it is a toilet. You don't have to be great at dream metaphors, but you can follow with me. I'm not going to, the second half is a little more personal that I'm not going to share it. But, but the point of the dream, some of you are like, you've been personal enough. Um, <laughs> but in the, so I have this dream, put it, so I, it was basically about me having trouble with stepping into a place of rest. I felt guilty for resting. And then there were some things that the Lord wanted to clean out of me. And I remember him showing me that it was so, you know how dreams are. He's like, you're going to love this toilet. <laughs> he even he, In the dream, he said, it is the nicest toilet in town. And I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> some of you are like, that's what, if you've been dreaming about a toilet for like 10 years, maybe it's time to. <laughs> God, uh, God is cleansing right now, and, and in all honesty, no one, no one, no one, let me say it one more time, no one is free from it. But it's not to expose you. My fear was that I would be, in a sense, exposed for wanting rest, but it's not to expose you. It's really to help direct you and to help set you free, and to help you be the best you that he's created you to be. And I went, and I went to this time at the beach by myself. It was so weird. And I went to lunch with Randall Worley. And now Randall's, if you guys know Randall, Randall's phenomenal. I didn't realize he had this, like, side of him. I've heard him preach, but I've never had him sit down and just give counsel like this. And we had a wonderful time together, and um, he, he didn't pull any punches. He said, you know, John, just because you get away doesn't mean you rest. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> and he asked me at lunch, he said, let me ask you a question. He said, do you feel irresponsible because you left? I said, yeah. He said, well, you know, for what it's worth, he said, typically the responsible are the ones that feel irresponsible. He said, the irresponsible never feel irresponsible. And I thought, well, all right, well, that helps a little. And I, I'm not going into my everything personal. But um, I will say this. The whole point of this conversation this morning is that I, even I felt invited into a time. David talked some about this last week, about just time with the Lord, a time of cleansing, a time of being in his presence, but also a time of like making adjustments that needed to be adjusted. 
And some of you, can I just encourage you that there is the whole walk with the Lord, the entire process of you becoming more like him is a partnership. You hear me? It is a partnership. If you have a business and there is a partnership, that means both people have responsibility in it. God has responsibility, but you do too. And sometimes your responsibility is to open the closets and look at the things that you have hoped no one's ever going to see. We are, I believe with all my heart that we are one of the healthiest places we've ever been in the body of Christ. Here's why. Because people aren't letting things slide anymore. See, your eyes may be looking at all the failures, but maybe we should be looking at the fact that they're happening because enough is enough. And I actually think it's a good thing. It hurts my heart. It genuinely hurts my heart to see the body of Christ, some of the failures we're seeing right now. But I'm glad that people aren't allowed to stay in that place anymore. And obviously, just because they're publicly uh, revealed doesn't mean that they'll necessarily change either. That's up to them. But I believe that we're in a point where we truly need to welcome the Holy Spirit to guide us in physically, spiritually, emotionally, the spirit, soul, and body. And we're in a season where I just want to encourage you. There's a couple... um, I started off with this. It's so easy to cover up your weakness with your gifting. Feel free to put it away for a little while. He's not, he's not going to take the gift back. He will never, you understand, that's, that's the scary part is that when God gives things, he doesn't take them back. He's that great, which is why people can be living in a place of a mess and still operating in their gift. But feel free to put it away for a little while. If that's what it takes for you to be able to look and say, I need to work on some things. I took a week off. I was blessed where I could. My wife is a rock star to take on. Like Our, our house leaving is not like easy. <laughs> it's a lot of things to be done when I leave. But they valued, the team valued, people around me valued it. Surround yourself with people that value your health. Not just your gift. I'm going to say that one more time. Surround yourself with people that value your health, not just your gift. People that value your health, they're with you because they're okay seeing the bad side of you. People that value your gift typically just want to be around the gift side of you. I know we went to a place that I I didn't see that coming. We'll finish with communion. (laughs) Just to remind ourselves that (laughs) he can fix us. (laughs) I've grown up my whole life in the church, right? For those of you that don't know, I'm I'm second-generation pastor. I've been in ministry since I was 18 years old, full-time. Like, that's literally all I've done. And before that, I was 12 years old, 
like on the worship team. I have done it nonstop. And I grew up and didn't see, unfortunately, a value for this. And I saw a lot of people get hurt and a lot of people fade out. I'm in this for the long run. I'm in this for the long run. But I want to see other people in it for the long run. And so I just am inviting you into this place. I know it feels maybe like there's no end to this sermon, but that's because the end is up to you. The whole point is I can't bring you up here and lay hands on you and just say, and now you're emotionally healthy. I, I can't, I wish. I would have done it to myself a month ago, you know. But it is a journey. And I, I, I'm... I'm just encouraging some of you that if you feel that tug on you right now, first of all, state, it, it, this is so much. I feel like I'm opening up and I'm trying to find a way to segue before going too deep. But uh, just, just be open to it. Be open to it. But whatever you do, don't allow the enemy to just sit there and focus you on all of your failures. Because if you go in this with a defeatist mindset, it's going to be really hard to come out strong. One of the things that I needed going in this is I felt loved. I, I felt like for, and, and it wasn't some huge life thing, but for me it was, it's actually a sign of health that you recognize something and deal with it before it becomes a huge thing. So the fact that you can recognize it is really good. It's those of you that have no idea and everyone around you sees it. That, that's a little harder. But in the same way that God heals us and he heals our bodies, he wants us spiritually, he wants us emotionally healed. And so I... I just want to encourage you this morning that if that is you, friend, like listen, yield to what the Holy Spirit is leading you into. Yield to that place with him because I promise you he's not taking you into it to, to, to humiliate you. Um, he's taking you into a place where that you can steward more of him. I want to come out feeling like I can carry a greater level of Jesus because my heart is right. And I want the gate to be a place where we can carry what God is pouring out because we value being people that are not just gifted, but are mature and have character and have health. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sounds like the kids are getting wound up. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to have to stop there. It is a joy. It is a joy sometimes. Like, for this guy, who is a, an achiever, everything in him wants to achieve, the hardest thing sometimes is to stop achieving and recognize I can't achieve my way out of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, that, is, that is like, you want to talk about death to self. <laughs> but you got to do it sometimes. And so there's an invitation. If this is your church, I got news for you. You can't get out of it. Because there's an invitation for everybody. And I encourage you, lean into him. Amen? Listen, let's stand up. I want the ushers to come up. We're going to do communion um, this is a little different. How do we want to do this? All right. Well, whoever was scheduled to do it before, go ahead and come on up still. 
And I want to, I'm going to, I am going to do this. I do feel like response is good. So just uh, get, they can get set up. Just close your eyes for a moment, would you? I think one of the best places that you can get is where it doesn't feel like you have any answers anymore. It really stinks, but it's true. Sometimes you get to that spot where it's like you've tried all the different things. Like, I, you know, that one phrase comes out of your mouth. I just don't know what else to do. And that's usually a great spot where you're, in, you're invited into a, a tremendous journey of just freedom and healing. And I just want to, um, I'm not going to call you forward, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I do feel like there needs to be a response. If you've been, over the past few weeks, the past few months, you've been just feeling an intensity of things, but also a desire just to see, just real freedom in your life. You're just saying, I just, I want to step into a healthier place. There's, what, what what John just said, it resonates with me. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand as a response to the Lord. That is an incredible response. Now, this is between you and Jesus at this point. Now, Father, I pray that every person that's responded to you this morning, that they would enter into that place, Lord, of just healing with you. And whatever that looks like, everyone's journey is different. Whether it's a father and a mother speaking into them or whether it's a a counseling program, I don't know. But whatever it looks like, Lord, would you just give us the strength to take steps forward? Father, I pray that what we have said is okay when it really wasn't okay would no longer do. But we would say, I really want to live free from that. I know for me, Lord, I just want to be able to steward what you're doing well, and I want to be able to carry it for the long haul. So, Lord, I ask that there would just be an overflow of your spirit in this room. It said that, you know, Jesus went into his 40 days in his journey in the wilderness, but after he overcame it, the scripture actually says that he would often go back there and rest. It's always been an amazing thing to me that the place of some of the greatest Intense attacks on his life, when he overcame it, actually just became a place of rest. For some of you, that's your marriage. For some of you, it's uh, all different situations. But when you overcome it, you will be able to rest. And so, Lord, I ask that you would just bring that awareness to us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. All right. Um, We're going to take the elements. So let's do this. Just... um, There's some in the back and there's some in the front. So if you could just, we're going to put some worship music on. Take the elements and then take them back to your seats. I'm going to lead you through communion and then we're going to dismiss. So let's go ahead and um, get the elements. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks.
Are getting the elements, just begin to connect now with the Holy Spirit in this moment. And you are an endless portion, you're a part of the sea, and you are an endless portion, you're a part of the Father, would you just, right now, would you search a heart? There is, there is a, it's so important, Father, that we come, <laughs> that we come into this place with just clean hearts. And Lord, it's anything that we just, I want to encourage you, if, even if there's anything in your heart towards your brother or sister, that's the thing I feel right now. Just bring that to the Lord right now. This is not the time to carry that into this moment. Jesus. Oh, we love you. Holy Spirit. It says in Luke chapter 22, um, verse 19, it says, And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That, that line right there, do that, do this in remembrance of me is where we've been commanded. This is something that we're always to do as children of God is to do this and to remember him, to remember the sacrifice. And the bread particularly is to remember his body that was broken for us. So Lord, you took the bread and you gave thanks. So right now we just give thanks, Father. We, we connect our spirit with just gratitude right now. We thank you for the overwhelming blessings in our life, God. We thank you for, we thank you for the price that you paid. We thank you for the beatings that you took on a cross so that our bodies could be healed and whole. We love you, Jesus. We honor you. Let's take the bread. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, same, this cup is poured out for you. It's the new covenant in my blood. This cup represents more than we could ever imagine. There's no way we could possibly wrap our minds around what this little cup of juice really represents. We know that through this cup, we've been welcomed into the family. We know that through this cup, when we accept Jesus, that <laughs> we are in a better covenant. And all of a sudden, everything changed. 
in this cup, there's freedom. In this cup, chains, addictions, they're broken. In this cup, we find our identity. So Lord, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for your sacrifice for, for us, for me. And Lord, we thank you for that new covenant in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take the cup. Now, can we just take a moment, and however you want to say it to Jesus, can we just thank Jesus? Can we just thank Him? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we enter into this moment. We actually enter into, Father, not just the death, but also the resurrection. We enter into, Father, the fullness of you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to welcome up the prayer team. Come on up. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we love you. Thank you for what you did this morning. Thank you for the breakthrough that's happened. Some of you are going to feel things later, actually. I do feel like for some of you, there's been a real breakthrough this morning. You're going to sense it later when you leave, when you get in your car, when you go places, when real, sometimes, sometimes we kind of go back into everyday life and we realize something's different. And I do feel like for some of you, there is going to be a real sense that things have changed. So, Lord, we just embrace that. We embrace the healings that have happened today, and we thank you for all that you've done. Now, Lord, would you just bless this house? Would you bless, Lord, those that are headed over to the picnic? Would it just be a, a true just sense of family, belonging, and community today? That, Lord, as we go and we just spend time together, that even I pray it would just be a carryover of breakthrough. Some of the greatest breakthrough happens in just community. So, Lord, what, you, what you're doing in this moment, would you carry it over into the park? And would you just carry it over to even people that aren't part of the gate that are at the park that don't even know what's coming? You guys do realize we're going to a park full of people and we're bringing the kingdom, right? There are a lot of people coming from the gate today. So, Lord, would you just, just do the miraculous on the playgrounds, on the fields? We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we'll see you later. You've been listening to the Gate Charlotte's podcast. Consider subscribing so you don't miss a message. We're sending this to someone who might need encouragement today. Thanks for joining us.